Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Wow, it's amazing how fast these nights just fly by, really. I'm Ryan Recker, your host of Overnight America. Next couple of nights, Brad Young will be filling in because I was asked to go down the hall on our sister station. So I'm going to fill in on 97.1 for a few days on Thursday and Friday in the morning. In case you were up early and you're flipping around, you can hear me then, I guess. We'll see how that goes. I feel I may even be snarkier than usual the next couple of days. I'm going to just ramp it up a little. Not quite to 11. But, I mean, it'll be ramped up a little more than usual. It'll be in the morning, so I'll be jacked up on coffee. Lots of it, too. And that does change the mindset. I wanted to find something out of the KMOX archives, and I was thinking, I know there's something in there from St. Patrick's Day. I just can't remember what it was. And then there it was, March 17th, 1966. It was a broadcast of At Your Service hosted by J. Roy McCarthy on St. Patrick's Day. And what they uh, did was they brought in a couple of Irish immigrants, one that lives here in the United States. Well, at the time, 1966, was living in Pennsylvania. The other one living in Ireland. But he was here for a speech in Illinois. So they brought him onto the show. They actually asked them some questions, maybe some Irish folklore, hoping that they would be able to explain some things. And then they took some questions from callers. So what I decided to do was take a portion of that segment. It was probably about, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes long. I took about half of it, at least the parts that I thought would be most interesting. And keep in mind, we're talking about quality of a record from 1966. So it's going to sound just a little bit like it was recorded, but it's not that bad, actually. I think you'll be fine with it. And I think you'll enjoy the history of At Your Service from 1966, hopping back into the time capsule as if we had some sort of time machine, DeLorean style, something a lot more reliable than a DeLorean, by the way, which broke down a lot. I wanted to uh, bring this up just real quick because I know it's a, a quick topic and we're going to talk a lot of tech after that portion. And, you know, maybe we can talk to you if you want to talk KMOX or whatever after we air that blast from the past in the next segment. Just a, a quick reminder that this time next week, KMOX will be airing the first St. Louis mayoral debate live. So that's a week from today on Tuesday night, March 23rd, between uh, Tashar Jones and Kara Spencer. 
Now, when they are up there debating, it'll be on Fox 2, but KMOX is going to be also airing a simulcast of this. And I think it starts at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. No, let me double check. Um, yeah, they just did a coin flip that happened. I think Tashar Jones won that one. Okay, it's an hour-long debate, more like a forum. Starts 6 p.m. from the Fox 2 studios. I think it is scheduled to last one hour which means after the 7 o'clock hour, um, depending if it goes how late, you'll have sports, but then we'll be on for Overnight America at 8 o'clock, which gives us a lot of time to talk about the debate. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss. So just a programming note for next week and a programming note for the next couple of days. Yeah, all kinds of tech stuff I want to talk about. Amazon workers are talking about how overworked they are. Their delivery drivers talk about 14-hour days with no bathroom breaks. Imagine working 14 hours with no bathroom break. I go to the bathroom once an hour when I'm doing the radio show. And it's not because I have a small bladder or anything. It's just because as I'm doing radio, I'm drinking a lot of water. I need to try to protect my throat. Hey, this throat is my, it's, it's my moneymaker, man. I got to be able to talk. This would be tough. Oh, I would be, uh, <laughs> I would be in trouble if I couldn't talk. It would, it would, uh, it would be very difficult to work in radio as a talk show host if I couldn't talk. So I drink a lot of water and it just, flows right through me just right through me so i find myself using the bathroom a lot imagine working for amazon and you have to work 14 hours with no bathroom breaks no thank you (laughs) oh and the amazon alexa is potentially monitoring you in ways that you never would have imagined using invisible sound waves because i mean sound waves are invisible but they're they're uh picking up things that you never would have thought they were picking up on but it also leads me to believe this thing is always monitoring you which is why i'm scared to get one of these in the house and i would never allow one of them in the house and that's the tough thing because in radio you hear the ads like oh yeah tell uh, your alexa to listen to KMOX and all these different things which is fine some people like them and trust them or whatever you just won't find them in my house i um, i'm scared of them so a lot of tech things i want to get to after the break too but in the next uh, segment, a portion from KMOX's St. Patrick's Day broadcast from March 17th, 1966, hosted by J. Roy McCarthy. I think you're really going to enjoy it. That's coming up next on Overnight America KMOX. Radio's BS detector, Mark Reardon. Weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio KMOX. Good afternoon, this is J. Roy McCarthy at your service and a happy St. Patrick's Day to all. We're going to have a St. Patrick's Day program for you. Our guests are Mr. Owen O'Mahony and Mr. Basil O'Connor, both natives of Ireland. And of course, later on, you may call a mission 78900 with your comments or question. And I'll be speaking with these gentlemen after this. Why not make cleaning easier? Millions of women do with Renewsit Dependable Cleaner. Available in drug, hardware, grocery, and variety stores. Renews it. Our guests are Mr. O'Mahony and Mr. O'Connell, and welcome to both of you. Mr. O'Mahony, I understand that you're going to be um, lecturing or at the University? Of Southern Illinois at Carbondale for the next three months. Is that what brings you to St. Louis? Yes, I'm taking St. Louis on the way, thanks to Father Daly. Who is here right with us, too. Right. uh, we, We broke our journey, and we're going on to St. Louis on Tuesday or Wednesday. And Mr. O'Connell, what are you doing in St. Louis? Well, I'm a rolling stone. I am a freelance. I am a pensioned cop, policeman. (laughs) But I have done some 60,000 hours work in research, 
in the complicated subject of factual Irish genealogy. Though I know nothing about the subject, I know much more than any other living person. <laughs> My object is to decontaminate the social history of all these pixies and old-fashioned stories and to replace them by fact. Mr. O'Mahony, what is that you're wearing on your lapel there? This? Mm -hmm. That's shamrock. I bought it to the GPO in Dublin yesterday, just beside the foreign Nelson pillar. You know, in the Chicago paper this morning, it was an editorial saying that, in regard to St. Patrick's, that there is a theory there were two St. Patrick's. Do you know about this theory? Professor Alfred O'Reilly's uh, uh, brother, Professor Alfred O'Reilly is the brother, is the father of the professor of anatomy here, Dr. Ronan O'Reilly in St. Louis University. Uh, professor Thomas O'Reilly, uh, the uncle of the professor here, and brother of Monsignor uh, Alfred O'Reilly, developed that theory that there were two St. Patrick's. Uh, it, it may very well be that the people got mistaken. It's foreign names, you know, people get mixed up with. Uh, but uh, there's no, that doesn't interfere with the historicity. They didn't say that there was no St. Patrick. They said there were two men uh, with the same name, uh, just as uh, 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 they say that it wasn't Shakespeare wrote, uh, Bacon wrote Shakespeare, to, but was another man of the same name. Well, actually, they say uh, St. Patrick wasn't an Irishman. Oh, he wasn't Irish, unquestionably. He was a, he was a missioner, son of a Roman uh, official in England. But whether he was, had Celtic blood or not, he's believed to have been a nephew of St. Germanus of Auxerre, and his education was in Gaul. But he was that sort of a European person. There was no nationality very much at those days. He was a highly civilized son of a Roman official, and we don't know exactly what his blood was, but he possibly had some Celtic blood, just as St. Paul was a Roman citizen, but he was a full-blooded Jew. But did he drive the snakes out of Ireland? Well, we don't know whether there were ever any snakes in Ireland. He gets the credit for it, but there are no snakes now, except human snakes, <laughs> occasionally, but they're in all countries. <laughs> An American wanted to insult the Irish people and insult St. Patrick 60 years ago, and he went to the top of Blarney Castle, and he threw a snake down, and he wrote a letter to all the Irish papers saying, now I'll prove St. Patrick was a fool. But there are no snakes. The snake died. There was no food for him. Hmm. You were, were you in Ireland recently when they blew up the statue of... Oh, I, was, I heard the explosion. I was talking with a... Fr I left Dublin at half past twelve. A friend drove me home, and I was talking outside my lodgings until about a quarter past one, and I was just, just got into bed when the explosion went off. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I was in Dublin in November 1928 when King Billy was blown up. I heard him blown up. I was an undergraduate in Trinity at the time. And I believe that I was in a friend's rooms in Trinity with a, an Australian barrister who painted Rima with green paint to pretend it was the IRA in London. There were high English Tories who didn't like modern art. So they went out from dining at Gray's Inn and they painted Rima green. The, uh, the uh, wonderful statue in uh, the park. Well, I believe I was in a friend's rooms in Trinity when King George II went up in Stephen's Green in 1936. But I was sound asleep the other morning when the Irish army finished the Nelson blow-up. I didn't hear it at all. Is the IRA still in existence? Well, we believe that they are, but this is a splinter group of the IRA. This, this blowing up was not approved of by the IRA at all. 
do the Irish people approve of this blowing up? Of no, I don't think so. I think we're naturally a conservative people, and we felt that that, was, that Nelson Monument was really a tribute to our tolerance. Uh, <laughs> but we had, but we, the men who had, were entitled to blow it up were the men of Easter Week, and they didn't. And it was a wonderful tribute to our tolerance that there was poor old Nelson standing over us. Well, this has been contention for a long time, though, hasn't it, this statue? Yes, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful column. It should never have been erected there, of course. It should have been put in Parnell Square or in Mountjoy Square to dominate the city. It was too big a column for such a narrow street as O'Connell Street. And I, what I cannot understand is how the great architect Francis Johnson, who was associated with the building of it, and with the building of the post office nearby, ever consented to have the two buildings so close together. But of course, it, what happened was that the Nelson Column was put up first in 1807, and the post office was not put up until 19, 1815 or so. And he was placed faced with a fait accompli. The government said, you must build a post office near the pillar. But in a way, I think the pillar was as necessary to the GPO as a campanile is to a Romanesque church. But it's leveled now. We are marvellous people in Ireland for using sledgehammers to crack nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I'll return. Let's give our phone number in case the audience wants to call. Our phone number is Mission 78900. <laughs> for meals the whole family will go for, serve RF spaghetti. Feed so many for so little. R.F. Spaghetti. Most people think that prune juice is prune juice. It's not, you know, any more than, say, coffee is bean juice or tea is leaf juice. You don't squeeze these delicious drinks, for each of these drinks takes a slowly grown, sun-drenched product of nature and extracts from it a rare and remarkable essence. And like coffee beans or tea leaves, Prunes from California are brewed and steeped in their own rich, bubbling liquor to release all their stored-up vitamins and minerals so important for good health, all their natural fruit sugars so kind to your digestion, all their quick energy to perk up your spirits. The result is really much more than prune juice. It's elixir. It's ambrosia. It's good to drink, and it's good for you. So tomorrow morning, why not propose a toast to your health? with a chilled glass of sunshine, prune juice, brewed and steeped from the prunes of California. Good afternoon. Your question, please. Yes, I'd like the gentleman to tell me what the very first step is to check the genealogy of a family from Ireland would be. Who would I write or where would I write? And would they know anything offhand about the name of Fitzgibbon from County Mayo, I believe? Let's find out. Thank you. Fitzgibbon? Fitzgibbon from yeah, County Mayo. Yeah, I can't hear the question. Yeah. Fitzgibbon from County Mayo. It's not a, usually a Mayo name. It's a more Munster. Uh, Fitzgibbon were the great Gibbons, the mock Gibbons in Irish. For John Fitzgibbon, Earl of Clare, the unpopular Lord Chancellor of Ireland, the architect of the Union, a very able man, son of a spoiled priest, or possibly an apostate priest, who was worth £60,000, which would be £600,000 today. I, they say he made it to the bar. I don't believe it. He must have done a little smuggling or some dishonest trading on the side. But they're a very, they produced the White Knight, the famous uh, Fitzgibbon, uh, who is buried in Kilmallock. They're a great Munster family. It's anglicized or hibernicized into gubbins sometimes or gibbings. They're a great... I'd never heard of them associated with Mayo. They're a Norman family. Basil would know all about the Fitzgibbons. I can give a footnote on to that. In the way that these things have been treated by history, 
uh, Fitzgibbon, the Earl of Clare, uh, has always been credited with being the grandson of a stable boy with no background. That is not so. Uh, he was of uh, a fairly high uh, status of middle class. He was a very, very able man. His father, under the pressure of events, conformed to the established church. And as often happened with the children of such a match, the son was very bitterly anti-Catholic. He felt that the Catholics were turning up their nose at him because to us, conformity was the great treachery. There were 7,000 people conformed. They had to conform because they were under a pressure almost as great as that of the Jews under Hitler. Um, the Fitzgibbons, uh, I would join issue on the fact that it was possible to trace these Fitzgibbons to the White Knights. There is at present quite a well-known author, Constantine Fitzgibbon, who comes from that stock, but the expert on the subject is not myself, but a certain Paddy Lord Dunboyne, a lawyer in uh, London, who has done a lot of work on it, and I suppose he must have three or four thousand descendants of um, uh, the great Lord Clare um, in exact and precise tree form. Well, of course, Constantine Fitzgibbon is only Fitzgibbon in the female line. Yes. His father was the head of the House of Dillon in France. Constantine Fitzgibbon is really Count Dillon of Dillon's regiment. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I can't tell on the radio. <laughs> we'll, re we'll return after this. <laughs> Glory, Henry, Glory, Henry, Glory, Henry, Henry, Henry. My dearest, you dazzle me. Your beauty is blinding. You glow like the sun. Oh, <laughs> that's Brinso, Henry, darling. What? New sunshine, Brinso, yes. Oh, lend me your sunglasses, Gloria, and tell me more. New Renzo has wild sunshine whitener, sweetheart, uh, yes. that make clothes so fresh and sunny. It's like, what? I don't know, it's like, like, like I don't know, it's uh, like, I don't know, it's like drying them outdoors. Oh, Gloria, you're so clever. Will you yes, marry? Yes, yes. You will? Yes. Oh. If you would like a sunny glow in your clothes, too. Rapture, you mean Henry, you, darling, what? you are the only uh, man in the world uh, with whom I'd share my sunshine Renzo. Oh, marvelous. New sunshine Renzo. <laughs> Mr. O'Mahony, we just played some commercials here. What were you telling me about commercials in Ireland? They love them? They, they love playing commercials here. I'm, that's why I'm asking for tapes to put them on the Irish radio, because your commercials are so brilliant and sparkling. Ours are frightfully dull. They're very, very uh, tiresome. Uh, the English and Irish commercials are really a disgrace. What kind of commercials do you have? Oh, they're frightfully respectable. <laughs> <laughs> There's Good. no life in them at all. Good afternoon. Your question, please. Uh, well, I just had a comment that uh, I heard Carmel Clare on Arthur Godfrey's God program this morning, and uh, she said she was glad to see uh, the statue gone. She said, after all, that, that was always an Englishman standing there. And uh, this man made the comment that it was a narrow street, and uh, she said it had three-lane highway on each side. And what is his comment? Let's find out. Thank you. 
Would you like to talk, Basil? No, it's about the Nelson statue. Earl Street has got nothing whatsoever to do with Lord Nelson. <laughs> Earl Street is called after the Moore family, Earls of Droida. And they were, they were such an important family that there was Henry Street, Moore Street, Earl Street, of Lane, and Droida Street, which was the old name for O'Connell Street. O'Connell Street was turned into two. Upper was Sackville Street and lower was Droida Street, the townhouse of the Earls of Droida. They were the Moore family who got the stolen property of Mellifont Abbey, the Cistercian Abbey in Louth, and their country mansion was Moore Abbey Monastreven, afterwards occupied by John McCormick, and now a home for imbecile children run by devoted saintly nuns. <laughs> and uh, Earl Nelson happens to turn the blind eye on Earl Street, it was where four streets met, but we have frightful traffic jams now. I, the, the, when Mr. Costello and Mr. James Dillon, who's talking very, very big now, he says it was an ignorant mafia blew it up, but why didn't he and Mr. Costello take poor old Nelson down when they took away Queen Victoria in 1948? They took Queen Victoria away from Linster House for fear their parliament next door would be blown up. They had no fear. They didn't do anything about the post office. They should have taken down poor Nelson and left the statue. But we have a genius for smashing nuts with sledgehammers in Ireland. Uh, they, they take down the statue by all means, but don't take down this beautiful pillar. It was a work of art. And the trouble, of course, was who would we put up instead? Because you'd have to put a contemporary figure. Robert Emmett was not sufficiently a, a national figure. He's a darling and much beloved, and they're putting up his statue now. Again, in, in Dublin, I'm glad to see. There's that beautiful one in San Francisco. Okay, and, and that's where the recording cuts off. So that's as much as we had in the archive. They must have switched tapes and did not digitize the next tape. But that is fascinating, isn't it? Now you're back into 2021. In case you still wondered if you were in 1966, that was a broadcast on At Your Service, March 17th, 1966, hosted by J. Roy McCarthy from the KMOX archives on St. Patrick's Day. I thought that was a fascinating look back. I hope you enjoyed the commercials, too. We'll take a look at your weather coming up after the break. And I do enjoy looking back into the archives. I hope you enjoyed that, too. If you want to call in, we have some time this next half hour, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. On Overnight America, KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Got a couple of tech stories I want to run by you here. And I also want to point out that next couple of nights I'm going to be off. We're going to have Brad Young filling in. I'm going to be going down the hall on our sister station, 97.1, on Thursday and Friday morning, which should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. So enjoy Brad Young next couple of nights. I know that every time he fills in, I get all kinds of great feedback. You like him, so you'll enjoy it. I wanted to just do a few tech stories, and the one that caught my eye was on Yahoo Finance. Here's the headline. 14-hour days and no bathroom breaks. Amazon's overworked delivery drivers. That sounds miserable. I do get packages from Amazon at the house. Just like everyone else, we enjoy Amazon Prime, it's very convenient, and I find that it's super easy to return things if you need to. In some cases, this happened to me twice. I purchased something. It came in through the mail. One was espresso beans. I meant to get the finely ground beans as opposed to the whole bean, and I ordered the wrong thing. Totally my fault. So I messaged them and say, I need to return this. And when it comes to food products, I'm guessing they don't want people tampering with stuff. They can't do anything with it. So they said, ah, just keep it. So that was nice. And the other thing was I purchased a T-shirt for my wife. It was a blue shirt that said the word book it. Yes. You know, like the 1990s type of program where if you read a book through the book it program, they'd give you a uh, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza certificate. Yeah, it was the greatest thing. Any kid would be encouraged to read because if the ultimate reward is you get to go to Pizza Hut with your family, that was pretty awesome. That was a whole different time. Man, did that feel great. Talking about, you know how everyone says, man, I want to do this again. I wish I can do this again. Instead of going back a year and a half, I'd like to go back about 30 years and say, I want to go back to what Pizza Hut would allow you to eat in. And it was cool and it was fun. And you get personal pan pizzas and maybe play a game or two. But And they always brought out the red cups and things. And it was poorly dim lit rooms. But it tasted great. And as a kid, it was even better. But um, So I bought the shirt. Look at that sidetrack. It's easy to get sidetracked on the show. And it didn't fit. So I got it for her as a gift. She tried it on. She said it doesn't fit. And I had to get a different fit for it. And I said, okay, I need to return this. And they said, no, just keep it. It's like, oh, cool. Free shirt. <laughs> but um, 
Amazon's nice. It has its it, nice, convenient things, the parts of it that are beautiful. And then there's the parts that are not so beautiful. They document it in part of this Yahoo Finance article. It says, James Myers worked as a driver for several Amazon delivery service providers in Austin, Texas, for about a year before he quit due to immense workloads and poor working conditions. How would you like to work for 14 hours? No break, no bathroom break, no place to go. Pretty terrible, right? He said, I saw no effort on Amazon's part to push delivery service providers to allow their drivers to use the restroom on a normal human basis, leading myself, many included, to urinate inside bottles for fear of slowing down our delivery rates. Isn't that terrible? They felt so much pressure that they were using bottles inside of their vehicle. That's not sanitary. Think about how gross this is, too. Then they handle your package. So they grab an envelope out of the back, their hands not washed after they just used the bathroom inside of their van in a bottle, which I'm sure there's some spillage involved. And then they use those same hands to come and drop those packages off on your doorstep. That is gross too, right? What would you think would happen if you took like a black light and you, <laughs> you ran it over your Amazon package, your box or your envelope? Do you think that would come back and <laughs> look like a nightmare? Kind of like those CSI shows where they're trying to find, oh, where's the blood splatter in this hotel room? And they open things up and the thing is glowing like a Christmas tree. There's just there's just fluid everywhere. <laughs> Sounds so terrible, but is that what packages from Amazon are like? Because they won't give their drivers bathroom breaks? Ah, so gross. Uh, Amazon uses contractors for delivery services, a move that Myers said makes it extremely difficult for workers to organize and contributes to drivers being overworked and underpaid. I don't see a lot of vans that are non-Amazon vans anymore, which is good. I can't imagine being in a tough spot you think that working for amazon might have some perks maybe you like the freedom of delivering packages or whatever it is you just like being on the road it doesn't you know it's nice not having a boss on your back all day so a little bit of freedom feels good on the road at least you get to listen to the radio maybe you get to listen to overnight america uh well probably not i think you'd be done well you know deliveries go pretty late nine ten o'clock sometimes so there's a chance that amazon drivers listen to us and at the very end of the day you think okay maybe i'll make it work then you show up. <laughs> Good luck. Here is your Amazon issued bathroom bottle. Hey, uh, what's this? Oh, it's your bathroom bottle. Just hold. You'll you'll get it. You'll understand here soon enough. Go ahead, have some fun. Oh boy. Yeah, gross. I know it's terrible. So terrible. Uh, another thing. Uh, another tech story. And this is from the Sun that wrote this up. Amazon Alexa could monitor your heartbeat without even touching you using sound waves as part of that technology, which they're developing now. Uh, Alexa or Google Home, whatever the different listening device is that you allow into your home, which scares me, saying they're working on this system that would be able to pick up on your heartbeat. How good is that microphone? And I want to point out that these different systems say that they're only monitoring when you give them the keyword, but keep in mind, in order for them to know that you gave them a keyword, they have to be monitoring all the time. How much do you like it? How much would you like it if you were to know that these devices were so fine-tuned that they can pick up on everything, even your own internal organs? Would that make you more or less inclined to have a listening device in your house? It says researchers have designed a prototype that sends sound waves out 
that um, bounce back off of a person and then could be picked up by a sensor. It sounds kind of like how a bat uses the echolocation. And then the algorithm uses it to analyze and count the time between heartbeats. How does it tell the difference between other people in the room? I don't know. So they say, hey, this will be good for your health. If you have an irregular heartbeat, oh, this will be great. They'll be able to diagnose it for you. Just how much money do these tech companies need if what they're thinking about is how can we sell more of your private information to healthcare providers? Oh, I know. We'll, we'll design a way for our devices to pick up your heartbeat and go on from there. Scary, right? How would you like it that you have one of these devices and next thing you know, there's ads online that talk about heart medication and things and you think, oh, I don't need that. But then you find out you do. Or do they even tell you? Or do they just pretend they don't know? Because then if they tell you, then you know that they were spying on you. How does this work? Do they have a moral obligation in order to try to help people based on the spying that they shouldn't be doing? Maybe, maybe not. It concerns me. I, you know, I don't want any part of that, honestly. And I know that a lot of radio stations, including this one, KMOX, they have the ability for you to listen to the radio and listen to the station on your smart device. And I know that we have people that listen to Overnight America on their smart device because it's easy. It's convenient. I get that. I'm just too paranoid. How do I break the paranoia? I can't. Going to be like this forever. It doesn't get any better. I'm at the point where I just want to go back to a flip phone. <laughs> I want to go back to a flip phone. And just forget about it all in a dial-up modem. Well, not quite. Uh, hopefully, you're not too scared off by it. And maybe my paranoia is rubbing off. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, after the break, you want to talk about paranoia and how technology is used in a terrible way. Let's go to China after the break and talk about how their surveillance cameras are picking up on people's things like emotions. Oh, man, oh, man. Not good. I'll just tell you how dangerous it is in China right now uh, for many different reasons. Right after the break, it's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome to uh, the show here tonight. And these shows go by pretty quick. Next hour, we're going to have a couple of interviews we had, and we're going to replay them from earlier in the show. Dave Glover, who's going to be joining KMOX, the KMOX family, starting on Monday in the Dave Glover Show, Tuesdays, uh, excuse me, uh, 2 o'clock weekdays here on KMOX starting next week. And Mark Reardon's moving over to 97.1. Also have an awesome interview about faith. And I know that he's been on pretty much every other show on this radio station. I might be the last one to have him on which is fine. Cardinals pitcher Daniel Ponce de Leon joined us to talk about his one-line drive, and I know that all of the other shows really talk baseball with him. I was more interested in his faith and what his faith means to him, where it's led him. And uh, if you missed that interview in the first hour, I think you're really going to appreciate it uh, coming up next hour, which we'll be able to do. A few more tech stories I wanted to mention, and this is another one that has a long time coming because we've talked about this in the last couple of years, we've talked about how there's this social credit score in China and how dangerous this is. China's already very controlling over their people, and it's pretty scary how one day you'll be there, and if you protest the government, you'll disappear the next. We already know that they have these concentration camps in the northern part of China with the Uyghur population that were taken based on their ethnicity. Uh, you know, estimates one to three million of them are uh, detained and you hear about the horror stories that come out of them 
you know, this forced labor in the case of women, the, the raping, the gang raping, and it's absolutely horrific. And China, it, all of this has been documented. We know this is going on, but somehow they're allowed to continue on as if, oh, it's just a cultural thing. We just don't understand them. And I use that term, oh, it's a cultural thing because some of the politicians, even in other countries like Canada or whatever, they'll excuse this sort of thing. They don't want to intervene. Oh, it's a cultural thing. We don't uh, understand how they do things there. Real, real horrific. China does another thing, which is called the social credit, which is that they've been building this the last couple of years. So as an individual, as a person that lives in China, what happens is you have some sort of profile by the Chinese government. And that profile, they collect data on you. It, and that data is used in order to tell how obedient you are to the country. So, for example, if you are on a social media platform or something like that and you say something bad about the government, oh, I'm upset about them and their concentration camps, your social score drops. And if your social score drops, they restrict things. Um, and it, it limits your ability to do things, travel, for example, or rent or buy or whatever. And you're looked at as you're ostracized by everyone else, because if you know someone that has a low score, oh, that hurts your score, too. It's pretty horrific. So as they start to profile and do these things, China has been just loading their streets with cameras that use artificial intelligence to detect what people are doing on the streets and track them, which plays part into their social scores. So the system is snooping on anyone they can get their hands on every single day, monitoring that. And some of these spy cameras are used to say, oh, whoa, wait a minute. This person is not complimentary to the government. They protested and now they've showed up in an area where they're not allowed. Better go arrest them or anything like that. Um, and when I say not allowed, it's based on their own moving target or whatever. When they say it is, it is. And it's pretty scary because they've started to really capitalize on this in a way to control their people. Says domestically, the most frightening part is that the people inside China remain unaware of the true scope of surveillance is still welcome as a source of, quote, security. As the government says, this is what they're doing in order to protect them as individuals. Scary, scary stuff. China is not our friend. Donald Trump was absolutely right when he stood up against China, not only on the trade imbalances, but saying that we shouldn't have to put up with them getting put onto special councils in the United Nations. No one, uh, countries like China shouldn't be out here trying to lecture us when it comes to human rights, when they're chock full of violations. Uh, countries like China shouldn't be dictating what the World Health Organization says. And other countries shouldn't have to bow down to the ways of China because they're afraid to upset this giant economy. And he was so right about that. And I'll miss that about Donald Trump as president, the trying to set things on the right track, because now we're going to have to revert back. And if we are just um, bowing back down and going in the wrong direction, um, that's another dangerous thing. We shouldn't have to be complacent with the way that they handle things in many ways, too, economically as well. One more hour of Overnight America coming up. We'll take a look at your weather and your news next on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.